I gained 45 pounds over four months. Let me explain why. My name is Clint Riggin. I'm the founder and CEO of Limitless Coaching, inspired to help people worldwide. 2018, I competed in my last bodybuilding competition and my thyroid went underactive. And that is when I soon knew how important your hormones truly are. Limitless Coaching is partnered with the number one HRT therapy clinic in the world, Aspired Rejuvenation. We provide you the blood work, the telehealth consultation, and have your medication prescribed and sent within one week. If you feel your hormones are keeping you from being the best version of yourself, please visit the website, Live Limitless llc.com and fill out the short form below and one of our team members will reach out to you shortly we are here to help we get one life on earth our actions in that lifetime create ripple effects that cause many different outcomes what kind of impact will you make will you join those who have found the secret to mastering their legacy or will the ripples you make have no effect on this generation or those to come this podcast is dedicated to all with an interest in creating a legacy to last for generations. Welcome to Master Your Legacy with your host, Mike Taylor. And welcome to Master Your Legacy podcast. I am your host, Mike Taylor, and we are kind of making some changes with this podcast. You'll see them in the upcoming weeks. We're kind of uh, moving it over to Underdog AF podcast over the next couple of weeks. And because a lot of us are underdogs, I would say that most of us in life start out as underdogs. And even when they've made it to the top in life, by some, they are still considered the underdog. I guess it's all really about perception. But in the process of this, this has kind of turned into a series, the Master Your Legacy series now on this podcast. It started out as a podcast, now it's a series. And we're going to talk with someone today that is all about personal development and helping people get to where they want to get in life, which in turn will help them leave a great legacy. His mission is to extract the great leader within you. He's a Christian podcaster, author, husband, and dad. He coaches engineers to become entrepreneurs. He has a book called Mindset Over Motivation, which you can purchase on Amazon right now. He's also the creator of the Hustle Habits Facebook group. He will be married for two years in November. His name is Philip Sessions, and he's coming to you live over Zoom tonight from Greenville, South Carolina. And good evening, Philip. How you doing, man? Man, I'm excellent. How about you, Mike? I, I'm doing awesome, man. I'm really excited to hear your story, and uh, you, you've done a lot. You've done a lot so far in life, and I'm really excited to, to kind of get your take on legacy and, and what it's all about. So let's go ahead and kind of just jump into this. Uh, Philip, what does legacy mean to you? Well, by definition, it means leaving something behind. For me, and the reason why I push myself to do more and more things is because I want to leave that great example behind for my future children. I know you mentioned I was a dad. I'm coming to be a dad actually on our two-year anniversary. Oh, wow. Coming up in November. So this is a, a future dad thing. But for my future children and the one getting ready to come, I want to leave that legacy for them knowing that you can go and do whatever it is you want in life. Obviously, to a certain extent, I have not been given the ability to be able to dunk, but the things that I can control, <laughs> right, I'm going right. to make happen. <laughs> and I want my children to know that. So that's, to me, what legacy is, leaving an, an example for those that are behind you. That's right. You know, every year... Or every, let's go to every century. Every century, this world is built upon others' legacies from before us. Mm -hmm. We didn't have to reinvent the wheel. The, the wheel has been invented thousands of years ago. 
I mean, they've yeah. been using the wheel for a long time now. We didn't have to invent <laughs> that wheel. And the reason that we have the wheel is because of the legacy of someone else. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And so you want to create a great legacy to leave for your kids. Uh, go ahead and tell us kind of what that looks like for you, Philip. So for me, there's, there's several different things. First and foremost, being a godly family, just showing my kids what it's like to live a, and lead a Christian life. Secondly, like I mentioned with the examples of just going after the things that you want in life. As I've been on this self-development journey, I've realized more and more that pretty much whatever you put your mind to and put action behind, it'll come. Of course, it takes time. And those of us that are younger, we don't want to have all that time and patience that it takes behind it. But as you put the time and action behind it, you can get those things. Thirdly, leaving some money behind. You know, I grew up in probably middle class, maybe a little bit lower middle class income. I had everything that I could have ever needed in life. There's, of course, many things that I wanted, but yeah. not, it, I didn't go without really. And, but I want to take it to the next level. So my parents kind of created that great life for me. I'm thankful for that life. It's made me hungry, but I want to be able to give my kids the opportunities that I didn't have. So those are really the three things for me, just a godly life to show my children being that, that great example to go out and do whatever you want and be able to leave a, a financial legacy as well, which I think is what a lot of people think about. And those are all three great goals to be able to have, to have our children, you know, first of all, have great guidance in life to, to know, you know, where the star is that you're, that, you know, and what you should be doing, you know, great mm -hmm. core values and great habits that you can instill upon them. And those won't just get passed down to your children. Those will get passed down to generations of children. It's, yeah, it's crazy sure. how that works. You know, the traditions I was talking mm -hmm. to somebody last week, uh, Jerry Gherkin, he, he made a really good point about, you know, a woman that makes a roast and she takes a roast and cuts it in half and throws it in the trash can. Hmm. Now, why, now why would somebody do that? Right? Yeah. It's crazy. It, it doesn't really make any sense. Well, it mm -hmm. turns out that her grandmother only had a small pan. So in order to make the roast fit in the pan, she would cut off half the roast and throw the other half of the roast in the trash. Mm. So what we do and, and the actions that we make and what we teach our children really does go down generations. It, it really is amazing. So, all yeah, right. And, and I think that's a key point with that is you have to teach the generations too. Because uh, I actually, I, I heard that same analogy, but with a ham. And okay. it's just, if you're, you know, so the, the mother was doing that for the, ch the child and the child was like, why'd you do that? Well, you know, well, your mom, your grandmother did that. And so she asked the grandmother and you, know, you kind of go on generation after generation, but the mother didn't know about that. And the grandmother happened to still be there to be able to tell why that was because of the, it not fitting in the pan. But think about if you're not teaching your children or your grandchildren, all that information gets lost whenever you do pass. So basically like throwing, throwing out the ham, throwing out the roast, whatever it is, you just basically waste it rather than actually sharing that information with people. And it doesn't have to be blood relatives. It can be you know, like you and I, we could transfer yeah. information, transfer knowledge, help one another out. And, and we're not wasting the talents that we have. Uh, yeah, I love that analogy. It's a great analogy. 
And if we don't pass it on, then it gets wasted. Yep, exactly. And, and it's sad that people want to squander everything and hold it for themselves when really, like you mentioned before, and I forget the exact quote, but like we stand on giant shoulders, right? We stand on the things that were before us. And if we just didn't, oh, nope, you can't stand on my shoulders. My shoulders are for me. Then how are people going to keep growing? And how is our country, how is our world going to keep growing if we don't allow people to stand on our shoulders and the successes that we've created? And one thing that I've noticed, and I, and I pay attention to a lot of successful people out there, and one thing I've noticed is that the most successful people aren't holding everything. Mm-hmm. They are putting it out there. They are passing it on, which is really yep. amazing to see. I mean, you would think yeah, it would be it the is. opposite, right? But no, it, it, it catapults them into you know, higher positions and, and a better life. Yeah, I think one of the more popular people we think about that is all about giving information, giving content is Gary V. He gives yeah. out pretty much 99% of his best material, yet I, he's very successful. He's very well known, but people still won't put in the work just because that information is given out. So it doesn't matter how much you give it out. People are, a lot of people won't actually take that and apply it. So, but True. give it freely. Because yeah. it's not really yours at the end of the day. There's no new information underneath the sun. I mean, it's all regurgitated in some way, shape, or form. Ryan Stuman is another example of that. You know, mm-hmm. some of the stuff that I see him post in the sales talk for sales to- pros group, for, for instance, mm-hmm. it's like, holy, I mean, holy crap. How does, how do you just give that stuff away? And and yeah. I've taken that over the years and I've used that stuff at, to an advantage. And it's really helped mm-hmm. me out over the years to help me develop myself and you know you're part of apex i'm part of apex Mm -hmm. and you're you're about three months into apex right yeah something like that and uh, i think we joined around the same time around april may somewhere in there yeah yeah i joined may 4th and may the 4th be with you (laughs) (laughs) Nice. and it's been a it's been an eye-opener but a lot of the information in there he makes publicly available to people yeah you know you get the structure and you get you do get a lot lot in apex and you get the networking Mm -hmm. you know and you get the structure, but a lot of the information he's he's putting out there in bits and chunks for yeah. people, which is amazing. But if you want the full package, you know you you, you got to join Apex to get it. But uh, yeah, the, so the most successful people are putting out the the tips and tricks on legacy and passing those on to other people. And there's mm-hmm. no telling what the and I like to call it a tsunami effect here on the Master Your Legacy podcast because it is like a tsunami effect when you do it at that caliber. Yeah. I mean, the amount of people that it affects is crazy. All right, Philip. It, it is. When did you realize what your purpose in life was? Hmm. I, I really, this is just always something that's kind of continued to change. I thought for a while my purpose was really to, to share fitness with people because that was a passion of mine. And really until this last year, I, I made the switch from actually doing fitness because with fitness, there's a lot of mindset involved in it, but I realized I talked way more about that mindset portion and leadership versus the fitness aspect. And so I actually made that shift. And really, as I step into this more and more, I realized that's my passion, but it came from me taking action in one direction. And a lot of people are afraid to just take action in general because, well, I don't know if that's the right path. 
I spent almost three years on fitness and, and had some successes. I was not nowhere near as successful as I wanted to be, but I went down that journey for several years and then realized finally like, Hey, this actually isn't quite the direction I want to go. I still want to help people, but it was in a different form. But a lot of people don't want to take any kind of direction. So they sit there stagnant and can't figure out what their passion is in life. And so through that, the trial and error, essentially, I finally found that with leadership and developing people's mind and helping with communication, because I see so many people that struggle with being that natural born leader or just being a leader in general and be able to communicate effectively. And I think you, you probably see this in our groups, too. There's people so smart, so talented in business but they can't speak for anything. You know, yeah. They don't know really, really how to lead either, lead their family, lead their teams at work, wherever it may be. They don't really know how to lead. And that's what I really want to help with, really help people with. And once you can cut through that, what are some of the changes that you've seen in people? As far as me helping them or yeah, what do you mean by as far as, as you helping people become leaders, how, how does, how do things change for those people? I feel like they changed tremendously, not only in the, their business aspect, but within their family life as well. Because as a leader, it's really about taking a step back and not getting offended by the things that may happen. And really just almost, you have to kind of be like outside of you the whole time, like having this third person perspective on your life. And okay, what's really going on with this person? You have to have that emotional intelligence. Like why in the world is Mike talking to me this way? I mean, obviously you're not talking to me any bad way, but why is somebody talking to me in such a way or or why are they really happy right now? Let's see how we can do that. Or maybe they're down and how do we go and lift them up? How do we look at this and ask questions? And so really be able to bring out the best in people because that's what leaders do. They don't necessarily tell them what to do. That's more of a manager, but a leader actually guides somebody along the way and looks at that bigger picture and helps bring everybody to that vision. So it's really awesome to see that on the business perspective, but then you see it trickle into other areas of life, going back to the emotional intelligence, because once you apply that within the people you work with, you start applying that outside of work and your life just changes drastically because now you're able to lead your life in other areas and be able to impact more and more people because leaders are what take on this world. I think there's really two positions that are as far as in the workforce that are really dominant that, that anybody should be either be a leader or be a salesperson. Those are the two heavily required things in any company, any organization. And so if you, if you feel like you're not a good salesperson, be a leader, but guess what? You're going to do both in either aspect. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They kind of go hand in hand for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. That's pretty much what it's been for me is just really helping impact people, not only from a business perspective, but they're seeing how it affects their relationships. Because I know being in apex and we see all these, these higher level thinking groups where people are on these, these self-development journeys, a lot of times they have trouble going back to their, their spouse and talking to them about that. So be able to emotionally be with them and understand, you know, that emotional intelligence really is a key part. For sure. For sure. As far as family life, how, what changes have you seen when you're working with people and how what you're implementing affects their family life? 
Going back to what I said with the emotional intelligence, you know, really just being able to sit back and and think about what it is that they're saying. So the way the way they react to a situation, maybe they come home and it's been a long day for them and, and their their spouse is kind of starting to try to nag them instead of sitting there and just going right back at them and, and going full force or still being in work mode, having that transition time, figuring out what that transition is talking with their spouse and being understanding of where they're at as well. I know with me, a lot of times I come home and and sometimes it's a little bit later than other times. And it can be difficult with, with my wife, but I realize where she's coming from because she's been home for a while. She's wanting me to be at home because right now we only have the dog. I can't imagine once we have the daughter (laughs) to come in, I'm sure she's really going to want me to come home, but just really being understanding of where she's at. And so a lot of the people I've worked with so far have noticed that the the family life is a lot better because they know how to talk through things. And it goes back to the communication as well, which I, which I help out with is the communication and emotional intelligence, be able to speak properly and clearly and be able to just really get, get down and understand what the other person's going through or other people, you know, you might have kids as well. So I'm hearing assertiveness and empathy are the two words that are coming to mind right now. Yes. Yes. And, and I love, you know, assertive, you know, you definitely want to stand on your morals. I think it's a big thing because a, a lot of times we have that trouble. We want to either be, and I'm blanking on definitions right now, but basically either just be passive, yeah, passive or aggressive. Either we're going to be like, oh, this is the way we're doing it. Or, uh, you know, we, okay. And you basically just get ran over like a, a somebody stepping on a rug, right? So being passive or aggressive, but really being assertive. So you are going to assert yourself into a situation when it goes against your morals, which goes all the way back to the faith that I talked about at the beginning. What things actually violate your core values, your faith? Those are things that need to be assertive and actually say, no, like you, you, can't, you can't trespass on this. And that's what people really need to figure out. And a lot of people take assertiveness as being more of a, a aggressive kind of thing when it's really not it can come across like that especially Mm -hmm. if you've been Mm -hmm. passive for a long time Mm -hmm. if you've Mm -hmm. let's let's say you've had a relationship with somebody for years and you've been completely passive in this relationship the entire time and then all of a sudden you find your assertiveness and you start Mm -hmm. practicing being assertive in that relationship that person is most likely going to think that you're coming across aggressive because they're not used to that yeah so what I would say is as you're trying to practice these new things, let your spouse or whoever it is that you're with a lot of times, let them know what you're trying to do. Cause yeah, that's, be assertive that's a about change being assertive, right? <laughs> be, be assertive about being assertive, but no, like let them know like, Hey, you know, I've been, maybe you're reading these things, listen to podcasts like this yeah. one, whatever it may be. And say, you know, I've really been doing these things and, I, and I'm trying to apply them now. So there may be some changes going on. You might see some different things. It might be kind of weird to you. It's, it's honestly kind of strange for me as well, but I want you to know that I, I'm changing for the better. I'm trying to change to better myself and just let them know up front because yeah, like you said, if you go from being super passive to now you're going to be assertive, yeah, I can come off as very aggressive when you're really not trying to be. You're just trying to finally stand up for what your values are. Uh, yeah, it's a great point. I like that. How important do you think that core values are in someone's life? 
I would say they're very important. If you, I think we all have core values. We may just not actually say them out loud, but there are certain things that you just won't let people cross the line on. And those are really your core values. So if you can think of them by definition, that's the best thing. But living by core values, let's, again, goes back to let you know what those morals are, what those things are that you'll stand behind and won't let anybody pass over. So one thing for me is being very open. I, I'm all about openness, and that's a, that's a core value for me because I want any interaction I have. So if I'm interacting with you, Mike, I'm going to be open about pretty much everything with you. Obviously, there's certain things I'm not going to share, like social security number. Right, right. I'm going to be pretty, <laughs> right, I'm going to be pretty open with you about yeah. a lot of things because as I'm open with you, that builds trust, and you realize that you can trust me because if I'm open first, then you're going to be open back with me and we can have a lot better in a deeper, almost more intimate relationship. So that's one of my core values I like to live by. And it goes into business too, because when I'm open about, hey, this is what's going on. Here's where I'm at. This is what I need to figure out. And then, okay, we can get right down to business. There's no kind of shadiness going on. People right, are right. Well, I got, I got to hold back and make sure I don't give you all my cards. But if I put them all out there, you know, for the most part, obviously got to, be good at negotiations too. But if I put out a lot of my cards, like, okay, and that guard goes down and now we can actually have a good discussion and figure out where we can both benefit from this transaction instead of it being one-sided, like a lot of business transactions seem to be. And when they are that, that, you know, and man, so something <laughs> came to mind with the assertiveness and passiveness mm -hmm. it, with core values. And let's say you're being passive and you have these core values. Everybody has core mm -hmm. values and ingrained in them somewhere. And like you were saying, they don't always go by their core values. They let other people trample on their core values. And mm -hmm. we generally call these people people pleasers. They want yeah. to make others happy and they put others core values or others, anything, but before their, their own core values. Mm -hmm. So they just let people walk all over their core values, which in turn leads to resentment. Mm -hmm. which leads to anger, you know, and all kinds of other emotions that if they would have just had their core values and they were assertive about their core values in the first place, it could have saved a lot of headaches. Yeah. The same thing goes with these one-sided transactions that you're talking about because those lead yeah. to resentments also. And if you don't think that those people aren't going to do business with you after a one-sided transaction, you're out of your mind. So you, you definitely yeah. have to open up. If you want to grow those relationships and let people know your authentic self, who you really are, it'll go a long way. Oh, I mean, I totally agree with that. That's so true. And people, yeah, they're just very transactional. They don't think about the long term, which is really sad. And for those of you that maybe you have, you're, you're that person that gets stepped on, you haven't been assertive. Again, go back and tell people what you're trying to do. Actually, just be open like, hey, here's some things that I'm trying to live by now and, and just start saying it. And eventually people are going to recognize it. And I've been there in the past where I was afraid. I wanted to be a people pleaser. And because yeah, if I, too, if I stood up for who I was, then I felt like people weren't going to like me anymore. And it's funny. It's actually the opposite. A lot of especially with my one core value of openness. People respect me a lot more because of that. Of course, sometimes it, it's, it is kind of awkward to be that open, 
But at the end of the day, people respect it so much because like, well, I know where I stand with you, Philip. I don't, I don't have to question that. I know what you're thinking and I know where I stand with you versus when I wasn't as open when I was, well, maybe I shouldn't say that people weren't as open with me. They didn't want to have those, those deep conversations and, and come to me for advice and, and guidance and everything. They would rather just go to somebody else or, and I would find that I didn't really have the friendships like I thought I did. Someone I that's a lot of probably people. more open. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sir, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right, I, had, I had a lot of people I knew, but I didn't have a lot of friendships. Now I don't know maybe near as many people. Or I don't talk as to as near as many people, but those relationships, I really do have the friendships. They're so much deeper, more intimate and, and more fulfilling. So live out your truth. Don't try and live out somebody else's truth or what you think they want you to be. And you'll find your tribe. You will. Mm -hmm. It's definitely mm -hmm. quality over quantity for sure. We're going to take a short break, and then we'll be back in a second. And I have another question for Philip coming up here in just a second. I gained 45 pounds over four months. Let me explain why. My name is Clint Riggin. I'm the founder and CEO of Limitless Coaching, inspired to help people worldwide. In 2018, I competed in my last bodybuilding competition, and my thyroid went underactive. And that is when I soon knew how important your hormones truly are. Limitless Coaching is partnered with the number one HRT therapy clinic in the world, Aspired Rejuvenation. We provide you the blood work, the telehealth consultation, and have your medication prescribed and sent within one week. If you feel your hormones are keeping you from being the best version of yourself, please visit the website, Live Limitless llc.com and fill out the short form below and one of our team members will reach out to you shortly we are here to help and huge shout out to clint riggan and live limitless llc for sponsoring this podcast and uh if you are looking at getting into shape and you want a great program and you have to be devoted to working for this program too if it's a great program get a hold of them live limitless llc it's limitless coaching clint riggan and go check them out at their website, Live Limitless LLC. All right, I'm here with Philip Sessions on this episode of the Master Your Legacy podcast, which is about to transition over to the Underdog AF podcast. And I'm extremely excited about that. My wife's going to be on the podcast here with me soon, starting next month as well. Uh, Philip, what can people out there do to improve their legacy? Figure out that at least one thing. I would stick with one thing and start with that and start taking some action on it. You're not going to know every single answer to the journey to get there. You're not going to know every step of the way, but just start. Because that's the biggest thing and the hardest thing to do is start. But as you start, the answers will find themselves. Mike, I'm sure you're the same as me as you've gotten started in the podcast journey, as you got started in other areas of life. Things have just kind of opened up and you figured it out along the ways. Or as you talk about it more, people are like, oh, I know somebody that, that, that can be on your podcast or I know somebody that does whatever and whatever business endeavor you're going after or whatever the things that they are, the doors start opening. But until you start, until people in you proclaim what you're trying to do. Yeah. People don't know how to help you. So that's another big thing. So figure out what that one idea is and start talking about it. No, now don't have every conversation. We're like, yeah, I'm trying to become a millionaire. Hey, did you know I'm trying to become a millionaire? Like, don't do that. But as you start talking about, Hey, I'm trying to make more money. I'm trying to create a side income, building my business to build that legacy for myself. And one of my 
targets is to make a million dollars and whatever your business is, start talking about that. And that's the, <clears throat> the vehicle you're going to use to get there. And of course, you're not going to know every step, like I said, but start taking one step at a time and the things will come. So that's why I say, just get started. Just get on started. That one idea you have. Mm-hmm. As far as, as routine, where do you think routine falls into this? I would say routines, habits, you know, I got the Facebook group, Hustle Habits. And as we talk about a lot, as you build that routine, those habits that you put into place, it creates a way for your mind to not think so much about those things. Because we have millions of things that come at us every day, tons of decisions we have to make. And if we can create routines and habits that'll help us be able to go and get the things done without using as much brain power. So when we need to make decisions, we have that, especially later in the day, we have decision fatigue, but morning and evening routines is a big thing that most people talk about. I like to do more of a morning routine. I I need to get better and get into more of a evening routine as well. But I like to do that because it sets your day and get your body and mind in the right place, right frame of mind for you and really get you going off in the right direction. It's just like eating healthy. For those of you that eat healthy quite often, when you go eat bad one day or for maybe for a week, you start really feeling sluggish and and out of place and you know something wrong. That's exactly what the routines do. They kind of allow you to have that, that baseline that you know, okay, as long as I do these things, I'm doing pretty good and go along with that. And, you know, you have power lists. There's all sorts of things to do to create those routines, but mainly routines, habits, they help you be able to do the things you need to do use utilizing less brain power. Awesome, man. Well, it sounds like, you know what you're talking about and it's just, it, thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast here with me tonight and, and, uh, talking about, you know, what you're doing with your legacy, how others can improve their legacy. It really is amazing. Philip, what's the best way for people to reach you out there if they want to get a hold of you? Right now, I'm trying to finish up my, my website. So just reach out to me on Instagram at Philip Sessions. That's with one L. Man, you got your name on Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, that's uh, very easy to find Find then. So Instagram.com slash Philip Sessions with one mm-hmm. L. Yeah, that's awesome, yep. man. You, that's really cool. Okay, yeah. so reach out to Philip and follow his Instagram page. Also, on Facebook, you have the Hustle Habits Facebook group as well. So make sure you follow right. that Facebook group, and that kind of keeps you in tune with what's going on with Hustle Habits. And what kind of posts can people see in there? Well, we talk about a lot of things. Right now, Trent and I, I'm co-owner of that with Trent Bray, and we actually have a podcast as well called Hustle Habits. So we talk about uh, mainly habits, but we'll talk about different things like mentorship, leadership, uh, mindset, just a, a slew of different things. But basically, we're building a community of like-minded people to help you grow and become better while utilizing habits to help you along the way. Awesome. All right, Philip Sessions, thank you so much, man. We do appreciate you being part of the podcast tonight and very grateful, very grateful, man. And uh, that's going to go ahead and wrap up this episode of the Master Your Legacy podcast. <laughs>